0: Hi, and welcome to Walk Talk, a podcast courtesy of the Wound, Ostomy, and Continence Nurses Society. Walk Talk is your opportunity to learn more about advocacy, education, and research that support the practice and delivery of expert healthcare to individuals with wound, ostomy, and continence care needs. Please visit wocn.org podcast to subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Jody Scardillo.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of Walk Talk. I'm your host, Joey Stradillo. This week, I'm delighted to welcome back Brooke Passi. Brooke is the Director of Meetings for the WOCN Society, and she's going to update us on everything we want to know about WOC Next that's coming up soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Brooke. This is getting to be an annual event to come talk to me about what's going on with the upcoming conference. Yes, I'm excited to be here today. Thanks for having me, Jody. Always a treat. So this year we have a couple things going on. We have a combined program with the WOCN and the WCET, and it's also a hybrid event from what I understand. So an attendee can go in person
2: or online. Tell us a little bit about all of that, if you don't mind. Of course. So as you know, our branded our annual event is WOC next a few years ago. So we do still call it WOC Next 2022, but this year it is a global education event from the WOCN Society and WCT and it is a hybrid experiential event featuring both online and in-person education, networking, and activities geared towards WOC nurses and other healthcare professionals dedicated to providing expert care to patients with wound ostomy and continence care needs around the world. So, you know, it's been a long time since we partnered with WCET. We were with them back in 2010, and we're excited to have them with us again this year. It brings in a, an extra element of international speakers, abstracts, and it's a nice place for the US and international WOC nurses to really get to interact with each other. And yes, like you said, this year that can be done in person or online, you know, we'll be in Fort Worth, Texas, which I know a lot of people are really excited to get back to being in person. And for those who, you know, aren't ready yet or just can't make it or, you know, are having some difficulty still traveling, especially to our international folks, you know, we promised that WOC Next would be probably one of the most accessible events really in our arena. And so we're planning to see just as many people online as in person, maybe if not more, especially for the international attendees. So it's a great way to get education and network and you can sort of, you know, choose your own adventure, pick the way you want to experience it. We're ready for everything. <laughs> wow. So
1: then if it's okay with you, I'll ask probably some questions about people that are going to be online and people that are going to be in Fort Worth. And that way, anybody who's interested will get the information they need out of our chat today. Absolutely. Okay, good. So we're, now we're all pros at online conferences since we've done the last couple virtually. Is there anything new around that? experience that we could anticipate this year compared to the other years we've been online?
2: You know, in a lot of ways, I want to say it's going to be the same, but I like to say that in a comforting way, right? We've spent two years trying to figure out how to maneuver things. So the good news is it's going to be the exact same platform we used the last two years. So if you've been with us for WOC Next reimagined in 2020 or WOC Next 2021, hopefully at this point, you sort of know the lay of the land a little bit. That being said, as we all know, especially in the virtual world, things constantly improve and get better. So there's nothing major that I can think of specifically, but you'll see certain places where the exhibitor booths have been upgraded in the virtual world, where certain things are gonna just feel a little smoother. But for the most part, if you've been with us the last two years, it's gonna look and feel very similar. The big difference is that, you know, you're going to see a lot of speakers who are in person in Fort Worth and we're going to be streaming that, but you're also going to see speakers just like you have the last two years, because we have a lot of speakers who are joining us virtually as well. So it'll be a nice little array of everything. Nice. And so what about the person that's going to be at the live event this year? What can they
1: expect from that experience?
2: Excitement, I hope. You know, I think everybody's just really excited to see each other again. You know, they can expect to a certain extent what they used to go to with the WOCN annual conference and WOC next in 2019. But I also think, again, you know, we're trying to evolve, and the last two years have made us all have to do that. So, you know, if you're in person, I think you also have to be ready and willing to know that some of your speakers are going to be virtual. You're going to walk into a room and see them on a TV screen. But that's not because they're not the best speaker to talk about that topic because that's exactly who they are, right? So there's that to keep in mind. You know, though, will obviously be a lot of in-person speakers, but we have a handful of virtual speakers too, which I think really changes things up. That being said, as you know... I personally prefer live presentations. So even the speakers who won't be with us in person who are coming in virtually, we're going to do that live, right? We're going to stream them in and then we're going to turn around and stream everybody out for our virtual attendance. So I think it'll have a really cool look and feel in in that sense. I think, you know, it's going to be the same, but it's going to be different sort of just like we talked about with the virtual platform. You know, I think the comforts of being back at WOC Next and seeing the people you're used to seeing and going to our exhibit hall and participating in networking events. I think it's going to be really fun and really great. And I think you're going to see, you know, some of the upgrades and some of the places where virtual components have really pushed us to new places. You know, you will see one of the things that I think is cool for both sets of attendees is we're trying to find places to really meld the audiences together. You know, I don't want this to feel like two events. I want this to feel like one event and people are just in different places participating. So for instance, this year, you know, all of the polling will be done through the same platform we've used in the past. But the cool part is it integrates with our conference app on your cell phone and it integrates with our virtual player. So All people who participate in a poll will participate in the poll and the speaker, the audience won't necessarily see some sort of disjointed in-person virtual or these people can't do it and those people can. So I think you'll see that, too. You'll find ways where we're, we're really trying to bring the two audiences together.
1: It sounds like it's the best of both all in one to me.
2: That's our goal. Yeah, for sure. Good. And for those of us that are coming to
1: Fort Worth, I can't wait, personally. How are you recommending people prepare to travel there, like the weather and getting around and some of that type of stuff, Brooke?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, first, download the app. You go into your app store, WOC Next 2022. Get that on your phone because that'll be, you know, at your fingertips. Access to exhibitors, the floor plan, the schedule, the speakers, the hours of different things. So download the app. That's the first thing. Plus, you'll be able to do polling, like I said, through that, too. The second thing, too, is if you're coming in person, you know, our event is requiring proof of vaccination, which to us is the shots in the primary series. So one or two shots, depending on which vaccination you have. But you can upload proof of vaccination right from your cell phone. And then when you get to registration in Texas, you'll just show us your little green check and you'll be good to go do that ahead of time though. So you don't have to to fumble with that on site or, or figure that out. Obviously double check yourself. Like I haven't traveled in so long. I'm like, okay, do I have my flight? Do I have my hotel reservation? Right? (laughs) Like just do some double checks in that sense too. I will also tell you that Texas is apparently according to the people who live in Texas, not that hot the first week of June. Now, what that means to the rest of us, I don't know, but hopefully it just means nice and sunny and warm and not blistering. But yes, Texas is warm in June. However, don't forget, conference centers are usually cold, right? So we always say, layer yourself up, bring things that you can take on and off depending on the temperature of the room. Um, the other thing I would say too is, you know, take a look at that schedule once you download the app, make sure you sort of know what you're going to do. Keep in mind that If you want to register for symposia, if you're coming in person, you want to make sure you add that to your registration. If you haven't already, if you want to join us at our social event now called WOC next night out, make sure you get a ticket to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to have an indoor and outdoor feel. So comfort levels of all kinds. People can just come together, dance, eat, play, just have a good time. Just be excited to be back together. You know, and we have hands-on workshops too. That's one of the benefits of the in-person attendee too. So if that's something that interests you, you know, take a look at those, see if any of those are, are something you want to participate in as well. And outside of that, I would say just come excited and comfortable and ready to learn and see old friends. Nice.
1: So if I haven't registered yet, either virtually or in person, can I still do that? Or what would we have to do to get that done?
2: Yes. Yes, you can still do that. And you should do that. And here's why. Obviously, you can still do that. You can register up until June 7th, which is a Tuesday, virtually or in person. Here's the other thing. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't think you're free during the dates of our event, but you want to still have access to the education and the contact hours that come with it, register by June 7th. Because anyone that registers by June 7th will have access to all of the recordings of just about every single session except for hands-on workshops. And you'll have access to those recordings and the ability to evaluate them for contact hours all the way through the end of the calendar year. So December 31st, 2022. So yes, you can still register and you should all the way through June 7th to get yourself access to all that content.
1: Okay. Wow. That's great. So that's like last year. That was the whole year and that was good. And then if I'm going to the conference, once I get to the convention center, I think you suggested that people register and get a badge and that type of thing. So what's like if you're a new person to a to an in-person WOC conference, what's the first thing you would suggest when people get there that they do?
2: Yeah, definitely familiarize yourself with the surroundings. Most of the event takes place at the Fort Worth Convention Center. There's going to be some networking and symposia sessions at the Omni Fort Worth, which is just across the street. But depending on what hotel you're at, you know, walk around. Everything is really close to one another. You know, so when you get there, take a walk around, make sure you know where the convention center is, make sure you know where the Omni is. And then, yeah, if registration is open, go get your badge, your bag, get through all of that check in stuff so that you can hit the ground running when you're ready. So, registration opens at noon on Saturday and it's located in the belt buckle lobby of the Fort Worth Convention Center. So yeah, go check in there, get your badge, get your bag, get your program, get all that good stuff. And then that way, you know, you can start doing some of the networking stuff Saturday afternoon and, you know, Sunday morning when we open at 9 a.m. in the convention center, you are already checked in and good to go, especially if you're going to do our region affiliate breakfasts in the morning at the Omni. That way you don't have to worry about trying to find your badge and all that kind of stuff Sunday morning.
1: Oh, good idea. And I noticed there was a first-time attendee event on Saturday, which I think that's been that way before. And then there is a networking event on Saturday. So if I'm a new person and I've never been to the conference before, would I want to do both of those? Or what do you suggest to somebody that has some energy and is brand new at coming to conference?
2: Yeah, I definitely think you should do both of those. They flow right into each other. We did that on purpose. So Come to the first time attendee meet and greet. You'll meet some of our national conference planning committee members. They'll sort of just give you some tips and tricks throughout the week, highlight some events that they think you should definitely like not miss out on and, you know, give you the opportunity to meet some other first time attendees as well as the committee members. And it's a nice way to just sort of get your feet wet. It's usually a relatively small crowd. And then literally outside the room of that room is going to be our welcome reception, which is meant to be super casual, sort of a free-for-all flow kind of experience. Again, this is Saturday afternoon. It's all at the Omni. And it's really just a chance for you to be like, oh, are you here? Great. Let's meet at the welcome reception, let's, or you don't know who's going to be there, right? So you go and you take a look around. It's really meant to be that. It's meant to be a moment before everything gets started where you can sort of see who's here and get connected right away.
1: Okay, great. And then what other opportunities are there for networking throughout the conference? I think there's a fun night out and what other things go on around networking? Because people love to do that either online or in person.
2: Absolutely. So we already talked about Saturday afternoon, but on Sunday, you know, our exhibit hall opens Sunday afternoon, 430. It's going to open too with the parade of nations, which is a really cool element that WCET brings to our event. We're really excited about that. They're going to parade through the exhibit hall and then they're going to end up in the connection hub. So if you want to see them, take pictures with them, definitely check that out. You know, the opening reception at the exhibit hall also offers usually, you know, some good food and drink and the opportunity to see who's on the exhibit hall floor and touch base with the exhibitors you haven't seen in two years. So I think that's going to be a really great time. Also Sunday morning is the region and affiliate breakfast. Like I said, if you're an active member in a WOCN society, region and affiliate, those will be listed, check and see if yours is hosting a breakfast. And then You know, we have all the symposia sessions, which I think always offer some some good networking, too. Plus, then, like you said, Tuesday evening, that's the WOC Next Night Out event. There is a ticket required. There is an additional fee, but it's worth it for sure. We will provide transportation from the convention center to the party location and back. So if you haven't purchased that ticket yet, you can log into your account and add it. You can also buy a ticket on-site at the registration desk. But if you know you want it now, I would tell you to get it ahead of time.
1: Okay. And you're not given any more detail about what that event
2: is? (laughs) I can, sure. You know, it's just going to be a good time if you've been with us before when we've had some of our parties, especially when we have a joint conference. We tend to have even more fun. So it's at a location called River Ranch. In the stockyards in Fort Worth. So that's the other thing to keep note of, too. You know, we're going to have transportation going back and forth, but if you want to explore the stockyards, which is a nice area of Fort Worth, you could also do it before or after the party. You would just have to Uber or Lyft or something to get back to the hotel. But it's going to be indoor outdoor. So there's a really cool, like barn, like structure. We're going to have food and a band and a photo booth, but we're also going to have some outdoor games. There's a big patio. So if you're rather be outside versus inside or, or either, or, you know, it's just going to have a fun little Texas feel and the opportunity to sort of eat and drink and dance and have a good time and see each other.
1: Have fun. Right. All right. And you started to talk about the exhibit hall a little bit. So there's obviously going to be an in-person one. And will there be a virtual one too for
2: like there were other years for those virtual attendees? Yeah. So it's up to the exhibiting company. So we won't have as many exhibitors online as we have in the past, but we do have some exhibiting companies that will participate in our virtual exhibit hall. So definitely check those out. We will also virtually have our Engage game again. So, you know, you'll want to check out different pages on the platform, get those badges you know, and there'll be some sort of fun prize, I'm sure, for the person who gets the most points, just like last year. The other fun element, too, of the virtual platform that we haven't touched on yet is we will also have a virtual photo booth again. And I mentioned the in-person photo booth at the party, but there'll be a virtual one, too, so everyone can have some fun and take some fun pictures.
1: Okay. That got competitive last year. Those
2: the engage game. It does. It gets very competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: for sure.
2: And then there was a tote bag for the virtual attendees. Is that going on too this year? Yep, absolutely. So we're going to have what I like to call a hybrid tote bag, which is really just two. If you're in person, you (laughs) will still get a physical tote bag. But for those attending virtually, you'll get that virtual tote bag with the inserts, just like you did the last two years. Yep.
1: Okay, good. And then I think it's been fairly recent. I, I forget exactly when, but the Innovation Hub was sort of newer in the, the scene, I think, at least in the last few years. And people really like that. Is that going to be going on in the exhibit hall?
2: So the Innovation Hub is going to be there. It's going to be a little different. It's one of those places we're getting a little hybrid and we're getting a little collaborative and, and merging the two audiences. So there will be a spot. On the exhibit hall floor with seats for about 50, which is typical, and you'll see a large screen, just like you have in the past as well. The difference is the innovation hub is going to be a hundred percent virtually produced, which means you won't see anyone in there giving a live presentation physically. So for our virtual attendees, it will feel like it has felt the last two years. And for our in-person attendees, they'll be watching the live presentations on the TV screen. So you'll get a little bit, like I said, a little bit of both. That being said, I'm 100% sure that the companies supporting those Innovation Hub presentations will have colleagues in the physical Innovation Hub space in Texas so that they can answer questions and things like that when the session is over. But it allows us to have a more open feel to the Innovation Hub and let people participate In both ways, and fuel the live presentation, both in person and virtual. And we actually saw that more people watched it when we were virtual than in person because we're also limited to the number of seats. So it was a way that we could sort of, you know, put the virtual audience first a little bit, but still also have these live presentations for the in person audience to enjoy as well. So, yeah, that'll be in there. All of the hours that the exhibit hall is open, the Innovation Hub will be running supported presentations.
1: Nice. Nice. And then there was an option for one-on-one appointments with our industry partners, I think last year, right? So if I wanted to meet with a rep from a particular company, I could schedule that. Is that still happening too, Brooke?
2: Yeah. So in 2019, I think it was an hour before the hall opened, which would have been like 11:15. This year, we're just doing a half an hour. We saw that some people used it, but some people didn't. And so, you know, we just truncated it a little bit. So a half an hour before the hall opens, you can schedule one-on-one appointments with the exhibitors. You need to schedule those through My Connect, And then you'll just need to have a little confirmation of your appointment to be able to get in the hall early. And then, of course, you can meet with your exhibitor partners all the times that the hall is open. You know, again, for those who don't know, At WOC Next, nothing else happens outside of the exhibit hall when the exhibit hall is open. There's a lot of stuff happening inside the exhibit hall, but it doesn't compete with any other sessions or education or anything.
1: Okay. And I know that the journal is having some space at the WOCN booth in the exhibit hall. What else is going to be happening at the society booth?
2: When you come to the society booth, I believe at certain times our education committee chair will be doing some demos of our newly branded CEC, the Continuing Education Center. It's also a great time to make a donation to fund the future, if that's something you're interested in doing, as well as talk to our staff about membership, all of our educational offerings, specifically to the WTA and OCA course. So we'll have representatives from our team there to answer all of your questions at any point. Great. Okay. So I remember being
1: just overwhelmed the first time I was at a national conference with the exhibit hall. What would you tell a first time attendee about what to expect with the exhibit hall?
2: I think expect to be surprised, right? Even as a staff person, I was shocked at how big it is and just how large it feels. And I would say, just take it like an aisle at a time. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where you should just take your time and go up and down. The exhibit hall is open for, two hours on Sunday, and then three hours on Monday and Tuesday. So it's plenty of time if you want to take section by section, right? That might feel a little bit easier. And every time the exhibit hall is open, we have food, right? We'll have the opening reception with some hors d'oeuvres. And then on Monday and Tuesday, we serve lunch. So Take your time, get something to eat, walk around. I would say try not to get overwhelmed. Also take a look ahead of time. Look at the app, for instance. Maybe see if you know there are certain exhibiting companies you want to visit. Take a look at where they're located. I think you can star them on the app. And then maybe even from that perspective, you can say like, okay, today I'm going to visit like these three companies and I'm going to look at the booths that happen to be around them in that area because otherwise you're going to find yourself like zigging and zagging yeah. <laughs> and not knowing where you are. Right. So take it, I would say, take it a piece at a time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Your dart back and forth. Cause it's like, Oh, this, Oh, that. All right. Let's talk about posters a little bit. So what's going on with those? I think there's a session, right? Or no, there's four sessions in the schedule right? There's a several breakouts and then a general session around abstracts, right? And then is there a poster session or how's that handled this time?
2: Yeah. So this year, every single abstract author that was accepted was asked to create an e-poster. So we have over 200 posters this year. They're all available electronically. And I say that only because sometimes when you're on site, just like with the exhibit hall, you're worried you're running out of time or that you forgot something. So the good news is every single abstract has been made into an e-poster. Those e-posters will be available on site. We'll have an area with some touch screens where you can check them out, but they're also available afterwards too. So again, if you're feeling rushed or overwhelmed, do what you can do in Texas and then know that you can look at them later. That being said, we'll also have about 100 paper posters On display in Texas, it was up to the author if they wanted to also bring a paper poster, we will still have our meet the authors session, which some of you may remember from in person meetings in the past, it's only going to be 90 minutes, it's going to be from one to 230 on Tuesday in the poster hall. And this gives you the opportunity where all the authors should be by their posters. So we'll have the paper poster authors by their boards. And then in the e-poster area, we're going to have about three to four authors at each TV screen so that they can talk to you about their posters as well. And then, yes, from a session perspective, there are multiple concurrent sessions. And then there is a general session. The other thing to note that's a little bit different, well, Different from our last in person conference, is, you know, we all really liked virtually when we were able to give out the abstract merit awards in the abstract general session. So this year in Texas, you're going to see us do that again. So at the Meet the Poster authors session in the poster hall on Tuesday, you won't see us with the little podium and the mic trying to gather everybody around. Instead, what we'll do is on Monday, during the abstract general session, we will announce the winners of the merit awards. And then you'll still see some pictures and things like that done in the exhibit hall. But that way, you know, they get to put the awards up on their posters a day earlier. You know, and I, I think it gets some more recognition being on the podium or being called from the podium at the general session. Plus our virtual attendees will get to know who they are that way as well. Nice. And then I think there's CE
1: associated with posters again, Also, tell us about that.
2: Yes, that is correct. Select posters have contact hours available. I believe the total is going to be just over six this year. So you can get an additional six contact hours by viewing the CE posters. The way that you do that is you'll go into the event evaluation and there's a posters section. And so you'll just note which posters you viewed and then you'll get the contact hours corresponding to those.
1: And is that available through the end of the year, like the conference sessions are as well, Brooke? Yes, it is. Good, good. Okay. So, say I'm a, I think I know the answer to this, but if I'm a virtual attendee and I have a technical problem, is there a way that somebody can help me? It seemed to me like there was a help button or something on the screen the other years.
2: Yep, there is. And that'll be there again this year. There's a support button that you can ask questions for any sort of technical support you need. Okay. And what
1: about, It seemed to me both virtually and on the app, you could get handouts for sessions. How is that going to work with the the virtual and the in-person meeting?
2: Yeah, so that'll go the same way, too. They'll still be in the app for those attending in person. And I mean, even virtually, if you're attending virtually, you can still download the app. So those will be available on the app. They'll also be available directly on the virtual platform associated with the session. So either way, you'll be able to get to those handouts during the conference or after. And then you could obviously download or print them if you wanted to.
1: Okay. Can you get those before, Brooke? Like You know how some people like the paper and
2: want to take notes as they're in the session? I want to say yes. I mean, that's always our goal, right? To get as much prepared for you ahead of time. But we only have so much control over that. I would assume that about a week out, there'll be some handouts available for sure. There's just ones that always come in last minute too. So if you do check out the handouts page early, just make sure you keep checking back too. Okay. And there was a note page
1: on the online platform the other years too, where you could put your notes in and then you got an email with
2: what they were. That was great. Is that still, I bet that's still there. It sure is. That's part of the reason we've stayed with the same platform. There's a lot of little features like that, that really make it easy, especially for the learners. So yep. Same platform, same notes, same process where it'll get emailed to you at the end of the session. Mm -hmm. That was really nice.
1: And say I want to go to a symposium and I'm one of those late to register for the conference, late to register for the symposium, and they're sold out? Or do you think they won't be sold out this year with the way things are?
2: At the moment, they're not sold out. We never really know for sure. So I would say if you know you want to go to one, go into your registration. You can log back in and add it just to be sure you have a seat. That being said, if any of them are sold out or if you forget or if you're not sure and you just want to show up on site, we do always allow non-registered for that session attendees to join that session as long as there's open seats. So we'll usually let the people in first who have the registration on their badge and then any open seats will go to anybody else who wants to walk in. So definitely don't don't think you can't come if you don't register. So, you know, there's a lot of negatives. Preferably register ahead of time, reserve your seat. That being said, if you decide on site, you want to go to one, just show up at the door. Most of the times there's a few seats available at least. And we always work really hard to get everybody in who wants to attend a session. That being said, if you're registered virtually, don't be confused by the fact that you don't pre-register for Symposia. In the virtual world, you just click the button and go to whichever one you want to go to. Oh, okay. All right. So that's different. Yeah. I've always gotten
1: into sessions. Like if you wait in the line a little bit, it seems like just about everybody gets in there.
2: Yep, that's my goal. I think I've turned away a few people once in the last 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've always seen that. That's great. And then the evaluations,
1: you can do them on site. Like if you're a person who likes to evaluate the session after each one and then be organized and not have to do it all at the end like me. You can do it that way and then you can also do sessions and evaluate them after the conference is over
2: until the end of the year, right? Correct. So the evaluations page is going to be linked in both the app and on the virtual platform. Just note, you can't evaluate something before it happens. I know that sounds very logical, but sometimes people go in and they get confused because they don't see sessions and that's because they don't open up in the evaluation until the session happens. Okay. But yeah, you can do it on site or at the end of the day or whatever, but you can also wait until you get home. You can wait until December 31st, which I (laughs) do not recommend, but yes, you have all that time to decide when to review things. There will be free Wi Fi in the educational room spaces. So some people might even sit there and do it at the end of the session. Who knows? But yeah, you can do it anytime between when the session ends and December 31st. Okay, great. Great.
1: And say you need a snack or a pick-me-up or a cup of coffee or something between sessions or between meals. Are there places in the convention center or nearby that you know of that people might like to check out?
2: Yeah. So there's nothing in the center this year. We do our best to provide some coffee breaks where we'll have coffee and tea in the morning. And then what I like to call beverage breaks in the afternoon, we'll do like iced tea and flavored waters. But if there's something specific you want, I'm pretty sure that almost all of the surrounding hotels have coffee shops. I know that the Omni does. I believe that the Hilton does. And again, they're all pretty much across the street in different directions from the convention center. So that's probably your best bet if you like are really craving a specific beverage or really need a snack. All those hotels really surround the convention center. So you could pop into one of those on a break for sure.
1: Okay. Okay. And then this might be in the conference conference information, but are there shuttles or buses or what's the best way or ways for people to get from and to the airport from the convention center and those hotels?
2: Yeah, there's nothing pre-planned. So, you know, it's sort of at your discretion. You can go to the airport website, you know, just like most airports, there's always going to be a taxi line. These days, there's always spots for you to pick up a, a Lyft or an Uber or one of those sorts of ways to get there too but there's no shuttle service or like really public transportation really that gets you to and from
1: okay and then any particular advice regarding the city of Fort Worth as far as getting around like I know you always say don't wear your badge out at night you know and let your friends know where you're going and all that type of safety stuff but anything else that you've learned as you've worked through this process
2: Yeah. So the convention center is in downtown Fort Worth. So it's, if you're a college football fan, it's right off of Sundance Square. And I say that because they do a lot of college football stuff there, telecasts and things like that. So Sundance Square is a really cute little area to walk around. There's a whole bunch of restaurants right by all the hotels. You really can't go wrong. It does feel a little less Texas than you expect, probably, and a little more like a downtown area. So if you really want that Texas feel, take some of your free time and go to the stockyards. You do need to ride there. You can't walk there. So you would need an Uber or Lyft or a cab or something like that. But the stockyards is where, you know, if you see advertisements Fort Worth and you see like the cattle that walk on the street every day Mm -hmm, at a certain time, Uh it has a really big rodeo, it has... I think it's a cowgirl museum. It's also where Billy Bob's is, if you've heard of the famous honky-tonk Billy Bob's. So it's probably like a five or ten minute ride from where the convention center is, but it is a ride. So I would say if you want to you wanna get that Texas feel, make the decision to plan it out that one night you'll go over to the stockyard.
1: Okay. All right. Good. And so since you know everything about this conference, tell us the thing that you're the most personally excited about for this one.
2: You know, I think I'm excited for the partnership between WOCN and WCT. I think it always brings a different element to the event. So I'm really excited for that piece. I'm excited to see the international speakers and attendees and abstracts, as well as the Parade of Nations. I just think, you know, we only do it once every so often. It's been a long time since the last time. So that always excites me. From an event perspective, I would say one of the things I'm most excited about, too, is something new you'll see this year called WOC Next TV. So we'll actually have a TV production team on site that will be sort of doing like daily recaps of what's happening. So for our virtual attendees, it'll give you a little look into how it looks and feels to be on site. For our in-person attendees, it'll give the opportunity to sort of share your experience as well as maybe miss some things you might have missed if you were in a different session. So We're going to have WSE Next TV this year. It's a little new for us, but you'll get to see daily highlight videos through our social media channels and our daily e-newsletter, as well as in some of the hotel rooms too. So that's something that I'm really excited to see in Fort Worth too.
1: Mm, That sounds like fun to catch up on anything you might've missed, right? All right. I know you have a million things going on. So anything else that I didn't ask you about that is important for our listeners that they might want to know before... I leave you to finish all the million details you have. I'm
2: sure to attend to. <laughs> the only other thing I think I'd want to just like throw out there too, is we are going to have a headshot booth on the exhibit hall floor. It's supported by Medila, who's, you know, been a big partner in our empowerment campaign and is always looking to empower our attendees. So anybody who needs a professional headshot, you know, so you can stop using those cropped family photos on your LinkedIn, or when you send us your speaker photos of you and the dog, very cute by the way but i know there are plenty of you out there who could use either a refresh on a professional photo or maybe just don't have one at all so stop by the headshot booth in the exhibit hall during exhibit hall hours and you'll have the opportunity there to get a professional headshot done you will have to do your own hair and makeup but we will have a mirror there for you so you can make sure you feel like you're camera ready i am excited about that that's something that you know we had slated for 2020. So I'm excited to finally get to, to give that opportunity to our members too. Yeah, that's great. Saves a lot of
1: money for people because they can be expensive to do if you're you know,
2: paying for that. For sure. Yeah. And then I think the only other thing I didn't mention was don't forget with the e-posters that there's opportunities to email back and forth with the authors. So one, if you're a virtual attendee or two, if you're a poster author who's attending virtually. Don't think that you can't still interact with our poster authors. If you go into the e-posters, there's actually places to leave comments, ask questions. And some of our authors have taken the time to record a video too, so that they can actually walk you through their poster, you know, that you can watch at any time. And again, available through the end of the year. So that's great too. You can watch it later, but don't forget to check that out. I think that's, I think, you know, connecting with poster authors is something that's always really important to our members and our attendees. So I just wanted to point out that that's something that can be done in the virtual world and after the event happens.
1: Oh, that's great. I remember I had responses from people last year, like if you sent a question to an author. So that's great. The videos are the, yeah, the videos are a great idea. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming again. And I'll see you next May for WOC Next. And I'll see you in Fort Worth. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Can't wait. I'm excited to see you and everybody else too.
1: Yeah, I know. It's going to be fun. All right, Brooke, thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Have a great one.
1: For more information, go to WOCN.org, and you can find out information about how to register and everything else that you need to know. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of Walk Talk.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Walk Talk. Please visit WOCN.org slash podcast for additional details about this topic and the speakers. You can also get more information about subscribing to this podcast so you never miss an episode, And to get the latest news and information from the WOCN Society. Again, that's WOCN.org slash podcast. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Walk Talk.